It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Burning questions for what we saw out of the Washington Commanders in week four and some good news paired with some bad news. What else is new? Well, we're going to tell you what's new right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris LaRooster Russell, both of those credential media members covering your Commanders Chris is doing it for the Team 980. We'll find him and Pete Methurst live from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, or anytime on the Odyssey app. And you can find me over at Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, where I am a writer covering your commanders. Chris, it's a, uh, a very good thing that we're free and available because I don't know if we get people to pay for uh, the content that we have to discuss, unfortunately. <laughs> well, uh, maybe after week one we could have, but uh, but not, not after weeks two, three. And... Uh, for but either way, we appreciate. Trust me, more than ever, we appreciate you guys for being with us and making us your first listen and your first watch of the day, David. Um, we did, as you mentioned, uh, we did get some good news, expected news that we touched on at the end of our post game episode uh, when you were at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. By the way, welcome home. Uh, glad you. you got back uh, home safe. Literally but- just got home right before Ron Rivera's press conference. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, that's the life of a beat reporter, man. It is yeah. crazy, especially when you're yeah. traveling. Uh, and standing of the athletic. Coming into the press conference at the airport still. Like, there it's, you go. it's nuts. All right. So let's start with the good news, right? Because we try and put a positive spin whenever we can. And that, but, but it's got to be realistic. And this is more than realistic. Brian Robinson Jr., as we talked about again at the end of our episode, uh, our previous episode, the post game episode, will be indeed, according to Ron Rivera, activated off of the NFI list for Wednesday's practice. Now, that starts a 21-day window in which he can practice with the team. He's not on the 53, and he can't obviously play until he's activated to the 53. So when you hear activated, it's activated off the NFI list, not onto the 53, meaning they don't have to make a roster move right away. But, David, this is the huge news we were expecting and hoping for, right? It's yeah. a shot in the arm. And, hey, you know what? Not only do they need it, they'll take it. The question is, is how big of a help do you think it will be if Brian Robinson is cleared to play against the Tennessee Titans on Sunday or whenever he is cleared to play? Uh, it's a huge potential help, right? And I, and I got I to salt this whole thing with potential because we haven't seen Brian Robinson in the regular season. We saw him in training camp. We saw him in preseason. He looked great, right? But mm-hmm. there are factors there, right? Preseason is, you know, you can take a little bit more from preseason than you typically can from training camp. The real, the, the really great thing that I liked about what we saw out of Brian in training camp 
really wasn't so much what I saw out of Brian because as as a non-NFL coach, like I saw Brian Robinson, I was like, man, this dude's big. He's faster than I expected. He's more agile. He can pass. Uh, he can catch passes. Um, look, early on in training camp, I actually remember I tweeted one out. Milo Eifler kind of put a move on him, a spin move on him, uh, and pass protection drills and, and just made him look like a rookie, right? But you saw him rebound. You saw him get better and learn from the experiences. That's all you want to see, right? But you're, you're still going against your own guys, so it's, it's hard to really take a whole lot away from it. But Randy Jordan is the guy that I was really looking at, the, the commander's running backs coach, and he would time after time just praise Brian Robinson during practice reps. And, and that, to me, is indicative of just how good of a start he had to his career. And then, unfortunately, again, the senseless act, you know, just, just trying to get something to eat from what I understand. And next thing you know, uh, the, the start of his NFL career is put on ice uh, until he can heal. And it's just unfortunate. But we talked about this, that 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 uh, the the jab, jab, hook type of offense, right? This this team run does things better when they're running the football better. And we go back to even last year with Taylor Heineke, when this team could control the ball on the ground, typically they were doing better. And it actually worked against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, when, when you take away the penalty yards, Chris, the commanders had more offensive production than the Cowboys did. It mm-hmm. was the penalties that killed it. Like, the Cowboys will celebrate the win, but the Cowboys didn't beat the Commanders. The Commanders beat yep. the Commanders, and that's a really unfortunate thing. Now, we'll talk more about that here moving forward with the offensive line problems. But what Brian Robinson does, he adds a little bit of juice behind that jab. And when you add a little bit more juice behind that jab, that makes that hook hit a little bit harder and land a little bit more effective. That's what Brian Robinson is is expected to bring to the field. Again, haven't seen regular season version, so we'll see if that comes to fruition. But that's the potential that it brings to the field, which is why there's a lot of excitement to be had around it. Uh, I'll tell you this, and I'll make it quick. I don't know if he's going to play this Sunday against the Titans, but I sure as heck hope he does because there isn't a lot of optimism for good reason. There isn't a lot of excitement or anticipation. That infusion, however it works, whether it's goal line only, whether it's first down only, whether it's 10 snaps, 15 snaps, 20 snaps, good, bad, that infusion alone, And what he's had to overcome, like you said, from a senseless, senseless incident that he had nothing to do wrong with, as far as we know, um, that infusion alone can sometimes lift the atmosphere from, you know, quite honestly, the doldrums and whatever it is right now, which is the basement, certainly of the NFC East, Mm -hmm. to a representable level and maybe gives you that little shot of infusion, that little something you need to turn the corner. So here's hoping uh, we we can't spend a whole lot of time on on it for this week until we know he's actually on the roster for this week. And I don't think we're going to find that out until Friday or Saturday. Maybe Friday we might find that out. Uh, But either way, hopefully he is back and back again as early as this Sunday against uh, the Titans. David, we also got a little bit of good news. This one isn't going to be the news that fans really identify with, but it is important. Tyler Larson is also expected to be activated off of the pup list. And why it's important? Well, the Commanders lost Chase Roulier, their starting center for the year in week two. They lost Wes Schweitzer uh, to concussion uh, and the four-game IR last week, week three against Philadelphia. And Nick Martin, Zach Martin's brother, was starting at center and was okay. Okay. Um and and, and so Tyler Larson would represent possibly the fourth different center if he plays this Sunday against Tennessee. And we'll have to see. 
He would represent the fourth different center already yeah. in five games for the commanders, but still they need, they need any kind of infusion. Yeah. And experience. I mean, honestly, if you look across the offensive line, nobody is free of blame for, for, for the struggles that this team has had so far. But when you look at it, the majority of these issues I think are coming from the guys that are, that are newer and, and bringing Tyler Larson, uh, who's in his second year with, with Washington, you know, hopefully it's, it's, it's an improvement. And then of course, you get some good guys back, right? And Ron Rivera admitted on Monday, Chris, that this, he's as frustrated about this as anybody. And then you you get some good guys back, and you might be losing a good guy. Jahan Dotson, who came out of the game uh, on Sunday with that hamstring issue, you know, Ron kind of downplayed it after the game. I think that was more hopeful than anything. Jahan, even at his locker, said that, you know, it was more of a cramp than anything else. And, and again, maybe just, just trying to be more hopeful than anything. But Ron kind of let it loose. Like, this, the, he's had a hamstring issue that caused him one or two games. I mean, that's, and so, you know, you might get Brian, but you're going to lose Jahan potentially uh, just, just, uh, you know, just frustrating, especially when you're talking about a guy three out of his first four NFL games, he's found the end zone. Yeah. That's not definite that he's going to miss one to two weeks, but Ron basically strongly indicated that we'll see. Maybe it calms down with rehab and therapy and what have you. Probably not, but you know, I wouldn't put him in your fantasy lineup right now. Uh, is basically the way I could look at it. But you're yeah. right. You get somebody back. You get two guys back, we think. And then you lose one of your only bright spots, Jahan Dotson, four, four receiving touchdowns in his first four NFL games. All right, David, coming up, another move made official on Monday by Ron and for now by the Commanders. We're going to break that down as part of our Burning Questions segment, a new debut feature right here on Locked On Commanders. Yeah, we'll do that thanks to some of our friends like the ones over at AG1 Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product that I keep in my house on a daily, daily basis. I started taking AG1 because I hated taking pills and vitamins. So what is the stuff? Well, it's one scoop of AG1 that you have to take. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right in that one scoop. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focus, and it helps fight the signs of aging. It does everything, basically. I take my AG1 in the morning by mixing half water, half pineapple juice. That's just my preference, which is great because I can drink it at home, on the way to practice, or wherever I might be going. I'm not barricaded down while I swallow 10 pills at my kitchen counter. Uh, and the greatest part is it costs me less than $3 a day, which is great because you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than a cold brew habit, which I've never had a cold brew habit, but I do have a monster habit. Those can be expensive, still have my monster habit. So on top of the expenses, but right now it's time for you to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water or however you want to take it every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. 
And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, thanks once again for making the Lockdown Commanders podcast your first listen and first view each and every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, our friends at Bet Online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Dave, it's time for a new feature, our burning question segment, and we're going to tee it off in the leadoff spot with our guy, Todd, in Utah, who's got a couple of burning questions for us. Sometimes I question my sanity being a Washington fan. Obviously, the defense did some good things, so there were moments when we let big plays go, but if you leave your defense hanging long enough, they're going to have some mistakes because they're not getting any help from the offense. My thoughts kept coming back to that I feel bad for Terry McLaurin. I feel like we should maybe just send that guy off to a a real team and and maybe he'll have a chance to have a spectacular career rather than a good career. You see, I'm on the ledge of not being thrilled with our team. Is Ron Rivera a coach that was good because he had Cam Newton and without having a real franchise quarterback, he's just going to be an average uh, head coach at best, Todd, Utah. All right, Todd in Utah. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate you as always. So, David, let's tackle them. Uh, should the commanders have mercy and trade Terry McLaurin four years into a new contract? Uh, the answer for me is hell and no. How about that? Yeah, look, I, I I know where Todd's coming from. I look at these guys sometimes. And I see how hard they work, and I see the talent and the potential. I'm like, man, if they were in a better situation, you know, what they could possibly do with it. But uh, it's uh, it's the NFL, man. They're never and I and I think Todd, it's you know, it's it's not a real question. I don't think Todd actually thinks that the commander right. should trade Terry McClure. He just feels bad for Terry, and I, and I don't blame you for feeling bad for Terry because uh, he he deserves better. You know what I mean? But He's going to be a part of the solution. So for those reasons, they got to keep him, obviously. I will I will say this. I know the numbers weren't there to warrant this, but I did love what they tried to do on the first series of Sunday's yes. game with the slip screen on the first drive. Listen, I understand the numbers still aren't there. I understand you mercy for Terry and all that. Stuff. I got it. Like you said, be part of the solution, not the problem. Get Terry the ball in his hands. Keep trying to feed him. Get his targets. Get his percentages up. Get the ball in his hands more. And trust me, it will open up some of the intermediate and deep stuff. And he will find a way to make an impact because Terry's that good. Uh, The other question was about Ron being a good head coach or a coach with a good quarterback in Cam Newton, who, of course, led him to a 15-1 and season and a Super Bowl appearance. I think this is a fair and legitimate burning question, and many are trying to ask whether it's Ron the GM or Ron the head coach that's worse, but this one kind of hasn't sort of been asked. Is Ron even a good coach if he doesn't have a very good quarterback or a great quarterback at the time? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I've got a lot of respect for Coach Rivera, you know what I mean? But the truth, I mean, the, the record speaks for itself, right? This is a defensive guy. He was a defense, he was a linebacker in the National Football League. He's a defensive-minded coach, and throughout his career, so Pro Football Reference has this measurement called uh, simple, it's a defensive simple rating system, and basically zero is average, so a grade of zero is average. Anything below average is in the negatives. Anything above average is zero in, in Ron's 11 years of, of being a head coach so far. Um, five times his defensive have his defenses have finished below mm-hmm. average. So that's nearly 50%. His offenses have actually finished below average more than 50%. And Chris, something that you have pointed out on this show uh, before, Ron Rivera's only had a winning record three times. 11 years of, of being a head coach. This year is his 12th. He's only had a winning record three times. It's, it's, it's less than 27% of the time Ron Rivera head coach teams our winning teams. And, and look, we all joke about Jeff Fisher, Mr. Eight and eight, right? Mr. 500. Um, Ron Rivera's teams have finished with seven wins five times in 11 years. If they get, if they finish with seven wins this year, Chris, 50% of the time, Ron Rivera's a head coach. His Mm -hmm. team's finished with seven wins. So we want to call Jeff Fisher, Mr. 500. Ron is, Mr. I don't even know you like Mr. 438, but right now it's not actually 438 because it's no longer 79, right? But right. Mr. Seven wins. I don't know what you want to call him, but like, would you rather be Mr. 500 or Mr. Seven wins? I think you'd rather be Mr. 500 and Jeff Fisher's no longer coaching. I'm not calling for Ron's job. I, I want to be clear about this, but this, the numbers are what the numbers are. And that's what they pay. That's the picture they paint right now. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to argue with that. Those are the facts, right? And, and and here's another quick fact: Ron's defenses have not been good outside of 2020 when they played nobody for the last four or five years, going back to his last two years in Carolina and certainly the last two years. All right, Chris. So good questions from our guy Todd out there in Utah. Todd, we always appreciate you coming through, brother. Um, but we gotta get to our next burning question, and that comes with some news attached to it. And Chris, you've got a lot of good things to say about this topic. Trey Turner is no longer going to be the starting right guard for the Washington Commanders. We know that. However, the news comes with a question. That question being, if we're trying to rearrange this offensive line a little bit, why not move right tackle Sam Cosme inside and let Cornelius Lucas take over the right tackle duties? That is the question stemming from this latest bit of news. Yeah, there's so many things here to unpack. I mean, the only reason why I could think they aren't doing that is because that revolves, and that means two moves on the offensive line and you've already had a carousel at center uh as we kind of discussed with Tyler Larson potentially coming back and all the injuries uh there so that's number one number two David what I kind of question is why this move took so long remember Trey Turner did not really start the year at right guard because he was coming off of all the injuries and missed most of camp and all of the preseason it was Schweitzer and then Schweitzer got moved to center and Trey Turner had to get you know come in and he clearly wasn't ready. I don't know why he was out there, quite honestly, if he wasn't ready, if he wasn't physically able. That's another question for another rainy day, and we have plenty of rain in the DMV. But for right now, Sadiq Charles is going to take over, and I'll, I'll just say this quickly. He had an impressive plow block in space early on in Sunday's loss to the Cowboys. After that, he was pretty much bleh, and his pass blocking grade is like a 22 overall from PFF. Not that that means everything. Sometimes their grades are very subjective, but he and Trey Turner are the third and fourth lowest graded offensive players overall cumulatively through four games for the Washington Commanders. He and Sadiq Charles, uh, Charles, I should say, and Trey Turner. So it's not like this is a huge move. This is just a, hey, Guys, 
we got to do something. We might as well do something. And that's what it is. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be better, but that's what they're doing. All right. More on that throughout the week. Uh, Coming up next on the Locked On Commanders podcast, David Harrison, myself, Chris Russell, is Chase going to be chasing Ryan Tannehill this week or not? But first, we tell you about our friends at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. David, did you know the Commanders open up as two and a half point underdogs at home? Fair or foul? Well, let your voice be heard by putting down a couple of dollars on what you think is going to happen this Sunday at FedEx. Again, the commander's two-and-a-half-point dogs when normally teams are slight favorites at home. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game at Bet Online. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for your sports wagering information, live betting, in-game, and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. You can get into Thursday night football this week. The Broncos, three and a half point favorites on Bet Online over the Indianapolis Colts. Both teams, of course, on a short week, and both teams with significant injury. Jack Leonard already ruled out. Denver losing their starting running back. So watch that line movement on Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf, is Bet Online. Head to betonline.net to use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Final segment here on the Locked On Commanders podcast and our final bit of news coming from the press conference with Ron Rivera. Uh, at least for this episode, Chris already has a list of topics that he wants to discuss with all you guys on tomorrow's episode, so make sure you come back and check that out uh, as well. But, Chris, while Brian Robinson Jr. is, is going to be activated, while Tyler Larson, Tyler Larson is going to be activated, Chase Young is not going to be activated this week. Ron Rivera confirmed that as much. We talked about this earlier in the season. We kind of gave our projections for when we thought Chase might come back. I'm starting to rethink mine a little bit, but before I get into my thoughts, I want to know, are you surprised that Chase will, like not just that he doesn't come back this week, but that Ron Rivera on Monday mm -hmm. is saying he's not coming back this week because that tells me something. Are you surprised? And what do you think about this latest piece of news? Because Chase Young is creeping up on a year since he tore his ACL right. against the Buccaneers last year. Yeah, let me start with I'm not surprised at all, number one. Um, I, I think I said, you know, maybe at the earliest, the Green Bay game in week seven uh, is when I targeted his return when we found out 
you know, first that he wasn't going to open up training camp, that he was the furthest away, then he was being put on pup so early, uh, you know, and all this stuff. Uh, David, I look, I don't want to sound the alarm bell, but, I, you know, and, and I don't want to be irresponsible. It's just hard for mm. me to believe that there was no sort of something here, no sort of smoke, maybe a small setback. I don't want, I don't know when it happened, if it happened. I'm not reporting anything that happened. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I know it was, I know it was a, a, a detailed surgery that we weren't aware of because the team did not make us aware of any sort of serious nature other than the obvious, which was it was a torn ACL. They did not make right. us aware in any way, shape, or form. They didn't say, hey, guys, again, watch out for this. Listen, we can't get into details, but this was a very thorough surgery. Don't expect Chase Young back anytime soon. As a matter of fact, they operated as if Chase Young would be ready to go for the start of the season. And I know in talking to some people behind the scenes, that's what they were expecting, right? Clearly their expectations were wrong. So were mine. I think so were yours. We were all kind of aiming for week one, maybe not the opening of training camp, but the bottom line is, is you had that report that stuff about uh, the Von Miller thing. I, I don't know what happened there, David, but all I know is you mentioned it. He had this surgery in mid to late November last year. It's now early October. He is not coming back until mid-October at the very, very, very minimum. Certainly not this week. To me, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's not a setback. Maybe it's just taking longer then we now associate with an ACL because of the nature of it, but it something just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I mean, November 14th, so I just looked it up because I can remember the exact date, but November 14th is when he tore his ACL and that win uh, over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I mean, you're, you're talking at least 11 months by the time he comes back, right? And and coming into the preseason, not even coming to training camp because it was, it was during the offseason workout programs, uh, that we learned for the first time, at least I learned for the first time, that Chase not only had surgery on one yep. knee to, to, to repair the ACL, had surgery on both knees. And, and that was when, in my eyes, right? Because typically when you look at an ACL, you're looking at about nine, seven to nine months, right? That's what like Chris Godwin's timeline was seven to nine months, so on and so forth. So typically, I mean, you, you tore it in November, seven to nine months is no later than September. I mean, September is 10 months. So you're talking, you should be back for part of training camp, a little bit of preseason. Boom, you should be good for week one. As soon as I heard that he had surgery on both knees because of this whole situation, I immediately went, no, he's missing the first part of the season. Uh, and then again, Ron Rivera came out, you know, at one point and said, yeah, he will start the season on pup. And an interesting conversation part that he kind of backed out of was someone said, okay, that's four weeks, right? And he said, no, I'm pretty sure it's six. And he was like, he then he clarified, no, 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 it is four, it is four. And my mind, I'm like, hold up, you just you just thought that was six weeks, so that tells you your head coach thinks six weeks. Six weeks is Chicago Bears. That's missing six weeks, which is where the Green Bay Packers timeline comes in. Look, not everybody's built the same, right? But when you have surgery on two knees, you're talking about replacing or, or recovering from one ACL surgery or from one knee surgery. Typically, you want to see a guy get like three, four weeks of solid practice in before you really talk about getting him back up to full game speed, if he's not practicing, Chris, until maybe next, I mean, next week is Bears on Thursday night. Like, there's there's no practice time. You know what I mean? Like, from Titans to Bears, you've got a two-day turnaround, basically. Usually teams do a walkthrough and one light practice before that Thursday night game. There is no practice time there. Then you get a full 10 days or so before the Packers. Maybe if that's week one, I mean, Colts October 30th is even kind of a quick return. When you talk about coming onto the active you know, participant list to actually playing real-life football one week, even a 10-day week, that is a quick return. 
from that type of surgery, and you're talking about two surgeries, Chris, we may not see Chase Young until November 6th, Minnesota Vikings in FedEx, and that's I'm starting to think that's the earliest we'll see Chase. Uh, I, I, it's hard to disagree with that timeline, I, and and I find it laughable that after they, you know, all the reports with Chase Young came out and the the whole Von Miller thing, they leaked it to a couple of people, a couple of select people in the media. Oh no, 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 no. Ch- Chase is fine. Chase is, Ch- Chase is. We're shooting for week five. We we think he'll be back by week five. There was, I mean there was never any realistic plan for him to be back by week five. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll just say that there was never any realistic plan, you, you know, but they, they, they prey on, on people that are gullible for attention or, or for information. And, and, and that's what happened. And now you see uh, where we're at. No, this is not about, Oh, we were right. And they were wrong or whatever. It just, it's weird to me that they didn't address the pass rushing defensive end spot outside of FA Obata if they knew Chase Young was going to be out this long, if they knew right. Chase Young was very dicey to be a, 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 a available for the first half of the season, it would scream that you would do something else on a team desperate for pass rush, desperate for difference makers with money that you would not do anything outside of FA Obata. But that's where we are. All right, uh, David, that is going to do it for this particular uh, edition. Thanks again, guys, for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the day. Again, thanks, Todd, in Utah for the voicemail. If you want to hop in on the voicemail line uh, and give us uh, burning questions or just your thoughts, do so. 301-615-3577. 301-615-3577 or Locked On Washington Commanders at Gmail. Dot com. Uh, now make your second listen of the day and watch the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the NFL, expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'll be solo on the next edition. Got lots of things we'll do after further review. We'll explain what that means then. Stay tuned for that. David back for a crossover Thursday edition as we get you set for the Tennessee Titans. For David Harrison covering the Washington Commanders for Commander Country, SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Ned Hurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 